Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 2nd, 2022. On this podcast, what we do is we seek God every day. I seek God every day. I've been doing this for 24 years. Seek God every day for a word. Get that word, put it together the way that God gives it to me, and then I release it, and it's God's truth through my personality, and it's something that we can apply to every day. And so we've been learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. We've been learning a lot from the life of Jesus. We're ready for this year. This is a year of intentional progress for us. At the end of this year, we want to be incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for our lives. We want to experience progress in every area, every every facet, and we're going to pursue that progress on purpose. It's going to be intentional. We will be deliberate. And so as we get into the word for this morning, I want you to open up your heart to receive. All right. So I'm excited about the message this morning. We've been learning these life lessons from the life of Jesus. Uh, This is part 18, part 18 so far, and we have a long way to go. I've been laying out a foundation for the year. I told you that I would go through these six steps and I'm going to take my time. And we're really just in step one of six, uh, but we've been learning the importance of prayer, the the importance of discerning, the importance of, of discovering what God has already provided for us to find, follow, and finish God's purpose, to discover it, develop in it, and then deploy into our divine assignment. So let's continue. We studied uh, John chapter 5, chapter 6, 8, 12, 14. We, we were in 14 for a while, and then we crossed over into John 15. And so what I did for the last couple of days was we looked at John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. But today, I want to just kind of lock in on verses 7 and 8. And so verses 7 and 8, uh, let me give it to you from the Message Bible, and then also from God's word translation. So verses seven and eight, John 15, seven and eight in the Message Bible. The Message Bible is a paraphrase. It's not a word for word translation like the NIV. It's a paraphrase, but this is what the Bible says. If you make yourselves, this is Jesus speaking. If you make yourselves at home with me and my words at home with you, (laughs) you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is when you produce grapes, and when you mature as my disciples. This is the God's word translation that says, if you live in me and what I say lives in you, then you can ask for whatever you want and it will be yours. You will give glory to my father when you produce a lot of fruit and therefore you show the world that you are my disciples. So what does this mean for you today? I actually have five things to share with you this morning. So I have to get through these things and I, I, I'm, a, I'm not going to rush, uh, but I do have a lot to share with you. I, if you, this is one of the the, the points in the, in the in the message where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions and lock in five things. Number one, here we go. Dying to self. This is you. You've heard me talk about dying to self a lot. Dying to self brings you in alignment with your assignment, and it is the key that unlocks the door to God's best for you. Right. So I've said many times that powerful things happen when you when you provide a human alignment 
with your divine assignment. And when you are aligned with what God has assigned you to do, then it unlocks the door to God's best for your life. So when you read things like I just read where Jesus said, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon, right? Or the other translation said, then ask for whatever you want and it will be yours. <laughs> Statements like that can easily be misinterpreted or misunderstood. There are Christians that think, oh, that means I can ask for whatever I want and therefore God has to give it to me. Yeah, not, not so much. And so <laughs> you got to understand that God is not signing up to give you selfish desires. God is not signing up to give you stuff that was birthed in your heart and not in his heart. So James shed some more light on this. James says in James chapter four, he says, listen, you guys, you got to pray. Like, you you know, you have not because you ask not. Jesus even said, my heavenly father knows what you have need of before you ask, but you still have to ask, right? There's still a requirement for us to pray. Prayer, there's, I've taught a lot on prayer. There's a requirement for us to pray. But then James said, but then you ask, like you, you have not because you don't ask. But then again, when you do ask, sometimes you ask and you don't get it because you're asking amiss. Another translation says you don't receive because you're asking with corrupt motives. You are seeking only to fulfill your selfish desires. That's James four and three. So for you to get to the point where, oh, I can ask for whatever I want. Let me lay the foundation a little bit. In this series, we have already learned that A, God made plans for you before the world began, right? You know that. B, he already gave you the grace to fulfill those plans. That's why you, you shouldn't be stressed out that whatever God calls you to do, he equips you to do, right? Whatever he expects you to do, he injects you with the grace to get it done. And so his instruction is always equal to his injection. Cool. So God made plans for me before the foundations of the world. God has already given me the grace to, to accomplish those plans. See, when you come to God, though, your plans and God's plans are probably not going to be in sync. So when you first get born again, you're selfish. <laughs> when you first get born again, yeah, yeah, right. You're not in alignment with God. And so, so now, okay, now we're not in alignment. D, when we're out of sync with God, one of us has to change. Newsflash is not going to be God. God is not going to change. And so E, number, the last point there is dying to sin and dying to self is a requirement. It's what brings us in alignment with God's assignment for our lives. And so once we're there, it positions us to experience God's best. So you've heard me talk about dying to self a lot. You got to die to self. And when you die to self, when you die to sin and self and selfish desires, then at that point, watch this. Now you're free to ask for whatever you want, because what you want is what God wants for you. And so when, and that's the ultimate goal. When you get to the point where you and God are one, when you're in sync, when you're in alignment, when my will is God's will, because I don't have a will that's outside of God's will. And I've already died to selfish desires. Now I can ask for whatever I want, because what I want is what God wants for me. Number two, once you're in alignment with God and his will, then you and God become one. And that's the goal. We're going to, when we get to John 17, uh, we're going to see that uh, Jesus was praying. Jesus was like, hey, me and the father are one. But then he prayed for us to be one with the father as well. And so we have to be in alignment, in agreement with the father. And so we can be one. When you consciously make an alignment with your divine assignment and you adjust your will to be in sync with God's will, this is a year of progression for us. This is also a year of adjustments. This is a year where the father, through the Holy Spirit, will give you those nudges, the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit 
where you will you will know that the Holy Spirit is leading you to make some adjustments where you're dying to self continually. You're in alignment with God continually. And when, as you make these adjustments, this is what happens. As you discover God's will and you submit to it, this is what happens. You, you find or you discover, you get to the point where you realize that you start to like what God likes. <laughs> you love what God loves. You hate what God hates. You desire what God desires. And it's like, because the word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more word of God you get down in your heart, and the more you meditate on it, and the more that becomes you, and you become it. Now, watch this. I start to think like God, act like God, make decisions like God. And so, yeah, so my desire is God's desire. God's desire is my desire. And when I get to this point, then pretty much I can ask for whatever I want, because what I want is what God wants, because I don't have a desire that's outside of God's desire. All I want is what God wants for me. I really, I don't want anything that God doesn't want for me, but everything that God wants for me, I want it, right? And so that's what we want to get to. Jesus said, if you live in me, you abide in me and I live in you, I abide in you, then you can ask for whatever you want and it will be yours. Why? Because at this point, you and God are one. Say amen to that. Number three, God is looking for you to pray in accordance with his will. Now I've taught a lot on prayer. But let me just say something. This wasn't part of John 15, but I was led to add it. So 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Let me read this to you from the Passion Translation and then from the easy to read. So 1 John 5, 14 and 15, the Bible says, since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we ask for anything that is agreeable with his will, then God hears us, right? And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have already obtained it, that it's already done. The easy to read says we can come to God with no doubts, no doubt in our heart, right? This means that when we ask God for things and those things agree with what God already wants for us, then God cares about what we say. He listens to us every time we ask this way. So we know that we already have it. He gives us what we already asked for. So prayer is not about you coming up with something and then commanding God to give it to you, right? That's crazy. You can't command God. That would be like the tail wagging the dog. You can't tell God what to do. Uh, but prayer is, is, is about submission. Prayer is about discovery. Prayer is about discerning. Prayer is about surrender. It's about alignment. And so when you tap, your faith begins where the will of God is known. I can't even have faith until I know what God already gave me. And so when I know that what, what God already gave me, I know what to ask for. And so I'm going to ask for it understanding that I believe that he already gave it to me from the foundations of the world. I believe that it's already done by grace and I'm tapping into it with my faith. And so now I'm praying, but I'm praying from a position of grace. I am in faith, but I'm praying from a position of grace. I'm not asking God to go do something. I'm not asking God to move on my behalf. I'm not releasing my faith and then thinking that God has to go make something happen. No, 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 no. I'm discerning what he already did. I'm discerning what he already planned. I'm discerning what's already done. And then I'm putting my life in agreement in alignment and submission to that. And so I'm setting my faith in agreement with what he's already provided. And when I discover his will and I pray his will, he's like, I'm asking for a pencil and I'm decreeing and a, a decreeing a, a, prince, a pencil. And I'm like, Lord, you got to give me this pencil. And I'm finding scriptures that support it. And I'm, and I'm claiming these scriptures and I'm decreeing pencil, 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 and I'm fasting for this pencil and I'm getting scriptures and I'm commanding the scriptures and all of that. 
And God is like, I'm trying to give you a pen. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the pencil because you're asking for something that I didn't plan for. You. What you need is a pen. And so, so I'm here. I can fast. I can pray. I can beat my head against the wall. But God, is, I can't make God give me something that he didn't already give me from the foundations of the world. And so when I, when I discover that, oh, through the Holy Spirit, I'm asking for the wrong thing. God already gave me a pen. It's like, oh, snap. Okay, my bad. Okay, now let me come over here. Father, I set my faith in agreement that you you destined for me to have this pen. And so I receive it by faith. And God is like, finally, now I can give you the pen because you asked in accordance with my will. You see what I'm saying? It's not that I'm trying to make God do anything. He already did it. He already made plans for us from the foundations of the world. He already stored up. Look at me. He stored up everything you would ever need for your divine assignment. Everything you need for your business, for your career, for your marriage, for your children, everything you need to become the man, the woman that God already destined for you to be, it's already stored up for you and it's waiting on you. One, God's timing. We're going to talk about the timing of God because that's a whole different story, but God will not release it before it's the right time. I got it. But, but also God is not going to release it until you ask for it in faith and ask for the right thing. And so not, not beating yourself. You could fast, you could fast, you could fast until you starve, but you can't make God give you something that's not already yours. And the church said, amen. So grace-based prayers are tapping into what's already done, right? And so that's what we want to do. We want to live in harmony and sync with God. When we get to that point, Jesus said, you can ask for whatever you want, because whatever you want is what I want. Your desire is my desire. My desire is yours. There's no difference between you and God, God and me. We're in sync in the earth. Say amen to that. All right, number four. <laughs> a life aligned with what you are assigned to do is a life that produces much fruit. Jesus was like, man, listen, when you live this way and you get you and, and my father one and you're asking only for the things that he wants you to have and, and he gives it to you and all of that, then guess what? When you live this way, Jesus said, the text says, you give glory to my father when you produce a lot of fruit. And this is how you show that you're my disciples. You get to show the world that you are a disciple of God when your life produces a lot of fruit. Your, your, your life produces fruit and your fruit remains. The Lord wants you to be blessed. Let me say it this way. The people that we're trying to reach, they're not saved. The people that we're trying to reach, they're not filled with the Holy Ghost. So don't, don't, don't come to me with like, you know, well, all I want is enough for me and my four. I don't need all that. I don't need, I don't need to do that. Listen, you, you should want whatever God wants for you. And God doesn't want you to be broke, busted, and disgusted, frustrated, disillusioned, and hard to get along with. No, God wants you to get to the point where you submit your will to his will, and you will discover that his will is a position of influence. God is always seeking to influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. So God will elevate you in whatever your sphere of influence is. First, he works on you, and then he will elevate you to give you increased levels of influence so that he can impact the world because the kingdom is always advancing. And so the Lord wants you to be blessed because the people that you're trying to reach, they're not, they're not saved. So don't come to me like you, they're not filled with the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. They want to see is this thing working for you? The reason why a lot of people come to me that are not saved, that a lot of people come to me for advice and I wind up praying with them and telling them about Jesus is because they see that I'm blessed. They see that whatever I put my hands to do prospers. And so why? Because I only want what God wants for me. So when you get to the point where you're like, okay, Lord, I want my life to be in sync with you. Your life will produce fruit and your fruit will remain. It will be a lot of fruit 
and, and people will see the fruit and people will be drawn to God through you, but they're not going to be drawn to God through you because you know the Bible. Because <laughs> they, they, A lot of them don't even care about the Bible. They're going to be drawn to God through you because they'd be like, man, she knows what she's talking about. Wow. It's like she got it going on. He got it going on. Let me talk to him. What is it? Now that's an opportunity to talk about Jesus. So the Lord wants to bless you so that you can draw the world to him. Say amen to that. All right, number five and finally, last point for today. God gives you the desire to do what he called you to do. See, not only did God make plans for you from the foundations of the world, but God loves us enough to put his desire in our heart because he wants our his desire to be our desire. He wants us to desire what he already desires for us. And so I keep driving home this point that God came up with his plan for your life from the foundations of the world. Why do I, I drive that home? Because A, if you come up with the plan, let's say you come up with your, your life's purpose. If you come up with it, it will be too small for God. If God comes up with it, it will be too big for you. And so since God already came up with it, when you discover what God already came up with for you from the foundations of the world, it will always be too big for you. It will always be something that you cannot do without God. So that this means that what God does is, is almost like God has to convince you. God has to say, son, daughter, no, I love you and I called you to do this. And yes, I need you to believe it. It's almost like God has to convince it. You know, God is not going to force you to do anything because if he forced you to do something, you're a free moral agent. And if God forced you to do something, then it would not be an act of your submission or surrender. So it wouldn't be faith because he's making you do it. So God will never make you do anything. But what he does is because he loves you with an unconditional love, he actually works on you and in your heart for you to want what he wants. He actually tries to woo you. He tries to convince you to believe what he believes about you. And he will work. Now, let me be honest. Um, in my case and in the case of Isabella, it took a lot. Like, you know, it, it took a lot of transformation because um, Isabella and I both had a poverty mindset, a, a, a poverty spirit. And so because I was raised on welfare and she was raised with no running water, no electricity, we both had like a lack menti uh, mentality. And so it took a lot. Like, like God would be like, no, I want you to do this. And I'm, ooh, I can't do that. You know, oh yeah, because what if I run out or what if, or no, why would you want to do that with me? Or I'm not qualified. Or, and so I'm just telling you that you're hearing me now, but this is after 25, 26 years of walking with God. It, it wasn't like that in the beginning. Right. And so I came to God and it took some time and it's like, God was like, no son, come on, man. I want you to believe what I believe about you. I need you. Come on, daughter to Isabella. I need you to believe what I believe about you. And God loves us enough. I want you to think about that for a minute. God loves us enough to work on our heart, to try to convince us to believe on his level. God loves us enough that the Holy Spirit will never give up on us until we believe on his level. God is like, no, I love you. I want to do it because I want to do it because I plan to do it from the foundations of the world. I need you to want what I want for you. I need you to desire what I, I don't know who I'm talking to. I need you to desire what I desire, son. I need you to desire what I desire, daughter. I need you to believe what I believe about you. I want you to look in the mirror and see what I see. 
I want you to look into the mirror and see what, what I planned from the foundations. Of, I know you don't see it. I know because, but, but listen, if you would just die to your limits, come on now, I can do it through you. I want you to see what I see. I want you to believe what I believe. God set up a system where he's get, he wants us to get to the point where we desire what he desires and it will be bigger than you, anything you ever imagined. And it will be greater. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above anything you can ask or think or even imagine. And so God is like, no, no, I want to do it. It's, I want to do it because I love you. I want to do it because I plan. And it's, it's not about selfish desires, none of that. I just want to do it. I want to bless you. I want to use you. I want to lift you up. I want to raise, I want to experience, I want you to experience advancement, acceleration, promotion, increase favor in this season, because I want your life to have a lot of fruit so that people can look at you and be like, wow, what's your secret to your success? And you can say the secret to my success is Jesus is a person and Jesus changed my life. And so God wants to work in us and with us and through us. And God will work on us to the point where we desire what he desires. I don't know about you, but all I want is what God wants. I don't want anything more and I don't want anything less. I just want whatever God wants. And if you ever get to the point where you believe what God believes about you, if you ever get to the point where, where you're in sync with God, if you ever get to the point where it was like, okay, God, I, 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 I don't know why you want to do that through me, but I say, yes, I, I, if you want it, if you say uh, yes, then I say, why not? And so I, I will open my heart to it. If you ever get to the point where you, you believe and you look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Oh my God. And I don't know why God wants to bless me like this, but God wants to bless me. And I'm, I say, yes, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. And, and so, yeah, it might take work. Yeah, yeah, I may work harder than I've ever worked. But then again, it's not me. It's God living through me. So God, I just desire whatever you desire. You want me to do this? You want me to start this business? Oh, I don't know about business, but if you want me to do it, I'll do it. You want me to put in this resume? Oh, I'm not qualified. But if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Oh, you want me to go to this meeting? Oh, God, I'm about to walk into this conference room. Nobody looks like me. I'm not supposed to be here. But if you want me to go in, I'll go in. And so, so you you just want what God wants. You desire what God desires. And watch this. God will bless you and expand you and give you favor and increase and acceleration and promotion. And then get you to the point where your life is a lot of fruit. Why? So that he can be glorified. It's not about you. It's all about him. Don't be selfish. There's people that say, oh, no, 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 Brother Pino, all I want is, a little, you know, I just want a little bit enough for me. Like, I got my bills. I just want a little bit more than that, and I'm good. Listen, that's cool and everything, but what are you talking about just paying bills? What is that? That's a scarcity mindset. That's a poverty mindset, and you're not trying to think about the world. What about funding kingdom projects all, or all around the world? God can give you money with a mission. God can give you prosperity with a purpose. God, God can make money a ministry. God can use you to be a blessing. God, what are you talking about? God can raise you up uh, to be in a position to be a blessing to other people. God, you got to open up your heart to believe whatever God believes about you. Listen, this was not in my notes. So a lot of this is, this was for somebody. Somebody was pulling on the anointing. And this is what God wanted to say. I want you to open up your heart to receive that. Believe what God believes about you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this. Say, Father, I thank you for making plans for me from the foundations of the world. You love me even when I didn't even care about you. You planned for me before my mother met my father. The more I learn about your love, the more I learn about your grace, the more I submit to your will. I die to self. I die to my limits. I come in alignment with you. I learn to love what you love to hate what you hate, and to desire what you desire. I think like you think. 
I'm on earth, but I'm synchronized with heaven. So heaven can, can manifest on the earth through me. I live in you. Your word lives in me. And since my will is now your will, I can ask for whatever I want. Because I will never ask for something that you don't want for me. I am in total sync with you, Father, in every area of my life. So now you're free to impact the people of this world and the systems of this world that I have access to. And through me, you will leave a mark that will not easily be erased. Greater is coming for me because my life is all about you. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Like I said, I said a lot of stuff that wasn't in my notes, but I, I know it was the will of God. I, this is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. So listen, um, if you do want my notes, though, you get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor, go into the chat, leave me some comments in the chat if this was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. God loves you a lot, man. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. He wants your life to produce a lot of fruit, so open your heart to it. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.